0: Just make sure this one comes out in June. It's always corny when people do pride stuff that comes out late.
1: late. I don't know. We're, it's going to come out, but you may miss June. <laughs> you might miss
0: June. Because on July 1st, we're back to just being
1: the F word, and
0: people don't care. Corporations don't get the corporation anymore, so.
1: Welcome to another episode of Nothing's Ever That Serious. We got a sign. We do. We have a, a special, would you say this is a holiday episode? What month is this? Pride month. It's Pride, pride month. month. Yeah. And uh, the next, you know, we... Man, we're here for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, So it's a Pride Month, and we have a special guest. I'm very excited to have this guest on. Uh, Day, you go by Day. Yeah. Okay, Day. Uh, If it's okay, you know, I know you as Day Day. That's totally fine. (laughs) That's uh, that's totally fine. Okay. Okay. So uh, I'm gonna call him Day Day. Okay. You could call him Day. Okay. Um, But we appreciate you uh, coming on today to uh, be on this episode as we uh, celebrate. It's a celebration. Is that what the Pride Month is a celebration? Are you here for it?
0: I'm totally on board with the celebration of Pride. I think this this year, probably more than most. Mm. Um, I don't feel like the token gay nigga on the episode. <laughs> um i don't know what we can no, say on here my bad but you're, um no, you're
1: you're more of like a correspondent <laughs> yeah no yeah I like, like listen i, I can speak special, for everyone right but, you're our special correspondent yeah, you know, it's also black music month you know all yeah, these things okay, So, yeah. but no no no
0: I, in all seriousness definitely i think we're no just, we're
1: not serious on this podcast okay okay <laughs> never that nothing serious, is ever so, that serious ever. no
0: i actually do think this has been a really cool month i think i've enjoyed the memes this month, this right. year, than I ever had before. Like all the jokes about corporations, oh, like yeah. throwing on rainbows and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then right. on July first, and like I
1: said, we're all inclusive. We joke on this podcast, mm-hmm. but sounds like you're saying it's been extra gay. Like the month has been yeah, like okay, gayer gayer than previous years yes pride month has been yes. more gay this more year. gay okay, okay. yeah there's more pride <laughs> yeah way more but that's pride. a good thing it's because we were hiding in 2020 we went oh, we to, okay everybody yeah. had
0: to go back in the closet because pride was canceled mm, yeah so now the we pandemic. have to be gayer than ever okay
1: yeah. okay <laughs> that's cool so yeah i'm excited about this episode mm-hmm. um you know we we're excited that you decided to come on you have some things that you want to share with us because you're an actor yes you're a performer you were actually on um a a show oh yes the x factor uh, the x factor, the x factor. Oh, okay, okay. Mm. that's when you get the x's no that's america's got talent but there is a oh, big okay. X, yeah, on yeah, the yeah. x okay factor, so. what's the x because i watched uh, american Cowell. idol the X-Factors with Simon it Cowell? It did, yeah. It was only three
0: seasons. It was really big overseas. They brought it to America for three seasons. Okay. But I would say probably the biggest group from ours that mm. people would know would be like Fifth Harmony. Like, oh, okay, that group, wow. They came from uh, X-Factor. U.S. Okay.
1: How far did you make it on this show? And how long ago was that? Yeah. Um, whew, it was almost like a decade ago now. Okay. okay. We made it top 32 overall.
0: So. Okay, we you, you were in a group. Yeah, I was in a group called oh, okay. For Shore. Uh, don't look up anything
1: if you heard that. For sure. Okay, <laughs> sounds like sounds like four guys. Four guys. Four from Har- the shore, for sure. the beach shore of Virginia Beach. Yeah, for so. sure. Okay. Oh, so it was a play on yeah, a play four on Shore. S-H-O-R-E so. mm, okay, okay. Okay. Sweet. And then so after that, you uh, you still do music. Mm-hmm. You have some. Um, I heard you have some upcoming music coming out,
0: working on things. But I, I've kind of shifted my focus. The rest of my group members, they all like someone on. American Idol, someone on The Voice and Mm. some, you know, writing for other artists, I kind of shifted to like, actually like more journalism and writing in that way. Mm. And that was pretty unexpected. And then getting into acting and voiceover, that was probably when I felt alive again. I think when you leave a group, we were together for like during my most formative years. And so leaving, it felt like a a breakup. Like I was like, Mm. oh, who am I outside of having three other people on stage with me? So it took me a while to figure that out.
2: Wait, X Factor, <laughs> it was a talent show, right? Yes. Was it only singing or was it anything? Uh, they did have a rapper that season, Astro. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Did you watch you, that show? I don't, I think I, I do remember that show. I did think it was the one with the, the Xs. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. But.
1: <clears throat> What's the one where they turn around? In the the that's the voice, right?
2: <laughs> oh, right,
0: right, right? The voice, okay. yeah.
2: That one you could it. sing a little bit. You, you wouldn't mind going on there?
1: Yeah, I can. I, they're I, gonna
2: stay uh, facing the other way. What I'm saying, <laughs> you can get some exposure. Uh, now that's
1: the one that John Legend's on. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, it, uh, you I, once on I there, start, it's see. gonna be
2: the first time the chairs actually move. Like the <laughs> other, like the other like, yeah, <laughs> they're just gonna leave the studio. Like no, Professor like, X. Uh, we're just let's ordinary these chairs
0: people. <laughs> you
2: we don't know which play the piano way
1: too? to go. Can you sing us a little?
0: Oh wow! I was like, that was nice though. I was, okay, I was yeah, enjoying
1: let, that. Yeah, let me let's hear let's hear what song did you do in your audition? Let's hear a little bit. Oh wow. Let me see.
0: Although we've come to the end of the road, still I can't let go. It's unnatural. You belong to me. I belong
1: to, to you come <laughs> See, <laughs> so you look, see what happens hey, when you're not
0: professional we, you we, don't come in on your man. part uh,
1: We should we should make a group I
0: always hey. <laughs> to, the
2: two any, shows. any chance I get to discredit you I tried But that was nice But so, you do okay mm-hmm. vocally
1: sometimes <laughs> I told them I was in You them. have a decent record right I now. was in the choir and they didn't believe me but that's what I said I can't I don't know. I can't sing, but I think I could carry a note. Carry it Got gotcha. Yeah, I think that's what you I agree. I can carry it. I don't know if I was like, yo, Drew can sing. All but, right. you know. Yeah. But, you you know, I background. Sound, I don't sound horrible in the
0: shower. Shower singing is the best singing. Mm hmm.
1: You mm-hmm. can get a record deal in the shower. <laughs> mm hmm. Because I showed up a little early when Guru was, uh, he, he said, I left the door open. <laughs> he was just like, I heard like. How fitting! I, I know how, how fitting, fitting for this friend. episode. Yeah. How, how fitting for this episode that that was the song you were singing. He was but, trying to get in the spirit of things. You know? Yeah, and, you were. I that. <laughs> okay, nice. You're in acting. That's how we met. Yeah, I was I was in film school, and you auditioned, and I was sold immediately. You were still new to the game, mm-hmm. and Very you probably nice. were like man how did i just land that role i'm so excited um but like i saw you in that role what was your experience being on that that film you were absolutely right i just finished acting classes Hmm. like maybe two or three weeks before
0: that okay and then i was booked in like three of the short films like every weekend there was a new one okay thankfully yours was last because i felt like i could get a lot of the nerves and the jitters Mm -hmm. out okay and then of course it being inspired by your actual family member didn't put any pressure
1: on okay Mm because ours was was our would you say ours was the biggest production absolutely yeah yeah. let's let's
2: dispel this myth really quick did you
0: any of those days did you get did you eat I don't remember eating.
2: What do you mean? We didn't, you didn't feed
1: I, was, I told you we, we didn't
0: eat. We had we crash eat. services. No, we
1: didn't. Yes, we did.
0: In, in the fairness, fairness didn't I eat. was really nervous, and I didn't. I probably wouldn't have eaten, so I don't think I'm the best. The star us. didn't get a meal, <laughs> and I had wow. to audition. I
2: had no lines, <laughs> and we yeah. didn't get hazard pay. There were stunts in it.
1: <laughs> Yo, not hazard you pay. You did. You did. You had to take yeah. some, some hits. It was a... It was a sports-related movie, so there mm-hmm. was uh, there was some stunts involved. But um, did did that? I don't think that movie ever came out. <laughs> <laughs> it's your movie. Uh, no, I was I produced it, but oh, I kind of oh. like gave it more to, like the director. He really oh, okay. like took yeah. it. He Shout was, out to him. He, yeah, he was like, this is kind of like my movie. Mm-hmm. No, I think what happened was because we were going to put it in like film festivals and stuff. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, and we did go to a um, conservative. Like Christian school yeah. how did you feel being in did do you have that background like uh, yeah I grew up in the church so like mm. you know it's like what you could be a gay Christian well <laughs> oh, hello
0: hi nice to meet you um, <laughs> right. I definitely so it was interesting because one of the films I did kind of dealt with it was like an undertone of it and I was mm. like oh I didn't know they do this was that mine no. Oh, okay. Yours. I didn't play your character with anything hidden. He okay, was just okay. You know. okay. Um, but I think that the Cuz I cuz Jay
1: was in the movie too. Yeah. And you had winked at Jay. All right. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, but
0: actually what I do remember most about your film, if I'm being completely honest since mm-hmm. we're on the podcast, right. I was upset that they filmed the cover of it mm-hmm. months after the show. Like wow. after the film, because mm-hmm. I'd actually gained weight, I got really depressed oh, okay. and gained like tons of weight. So yes. I don't look. I, I thought look, it was a
1: good poster. It's a great oh, poster. We'll put terrible picture. I wasn't of me. on it. I must not have been on. Nah, it. No, it was just him. It was just him standing there. <laughs> Can we do without... a new one?
0: <laughs> well, oh, I was gonna say. So we. Oh, did you finish what you were saying? Yeah, no, I was just saying like I I wanted to reshoot it. Oh, after, okay. Now that I've reshoot lost the, the weight, poster. just if it comes out, I'll just yeah. do.
1: So we, we did submit it the film festival, but uh, like I said, we went to like a, a Christian school. Mm. And um, I think the director, that was like a big part of his life. Me, not so much. I want to like, I'm sensitive to the Christian faith and Mm -hmm. stuff. But even like going to that school, I was like, I'm going to make films with different tones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But we have found out that somebody else in that uh, movie uh, had a. um, Interesting uh, career. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, Really? Had a part time hobby. Yeah. Oh, I did not know (laughs) this. This is is news to me. Yeah, we didn't know
0: that either. It is so funny because like I'm not gonna lie, I think that's why I connected with you and other people like at the school is because I had this preconceived notion about what it would be like to work mm. at a school like that. And then I was right. like, Oh, y'all are just chill people. Like I right. didn't feel like judged, mm. but now I really wanna know.
2: No, I don't I this, don't think you're
1: following what we're I don't think you want. Hey. He was doing other films okay
2: he was a filmmaker himself he was a filmmaker uh, himself listen i think
3: i got the page still bookmarked
1: listen i mean we can talk about this later
0: i I, I might for research for research purposes i might need to see what this is a little later yeah we had no idea that he was um listen i'm not shaming on i'm not out here shaming because until right. y'all told me a few months ago, mm-hmm.
2: I I didn't know either. Right, uh, I thought y'all was joking. Was, right, you say he was going around like with his phone, like yeah, this is my
1: <laughs> this is my this is this my, my work. Here's my resume. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> you got to be proud of what you did. He, he was you know? very proud of it. He was. Very. If you go into a Christian school, right? Mm-hmm. Like I said, I wasn't super big. I wouldn't not cast you because mm-hmm. you're a a, a star mm-hmm. in you know in another in another light in another mm-hmm. light. Yeah. But there are people at that school who are very inclusive and they might feel type of way if you Mm -hmm. had, you know, a private life, you know. Mm -hmm. So is that something that like he thought about? Was he did he not care? He just didn't think that their creators. They wouldn't care. This is new to me. But I would say (laughs) at the end of the day, he
0: is without sin cast the first stone. I don't even want to call it a sentence like that's. That's right. their work. Like, you hire them to act, just like they get hired to right. make other films. Mm-hmm. It seems hypocritical to me if you're going to look at somebody and be like, oh, I don't like what you do on blank, blank. So mm-hmm. I was like, the camera's just on when they do it. Like, but Hollywood does that. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Mm-hmm.
1: Hollywood's like, if you're a porn star, you're not going to be in a Disney
0: movie. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I don't know. I Personally, I feel like it's silly, but I understand that not everybody's at that position yet. Because, you mm-hmm. know, we have a big, like there's a changing tide on like sex worker, adult workers and like mm-hmm. how, how they're perceived in the right. public space. And so right. I think that that person was probably prepared. Like they don't right. have
1: to, I wouldn't go on every casting and put, like, I worked for, if you I might. did that, I
0: wouldn't put that on my resume,
1: but. Mm-hmm. We didn't care that you started the OnlyFans in the pandemic. We were like, we're going to pop. With, this is all
0: accepted me. Yeah, we accepted you. <laughs> it's good money. It's good money. I'm trying to see if these, these pedicure toes need to make some money <laughs> myself. Because this
1: man, you know, he likes his shoes. So it's like we knew you to be. You know how many to be- gray hoodies I bought? Mm-hmm. <laughs> gray hoodies, new sh- fresh kicks. Me and Kemp had a sidebar. We were like, how is he supporting this? Uh yeah. You know, he, you he, can get sick. Clean six videos on Too there, many allegedly. hoodies. <laughs> too many hoodies. Too many. He wears a new gray hoodie every episode.
3: Very creative channel, by the way. <laughs> it is you. We. I'm gonna give you your credit because you, all he wore was the sneakers <laughs> and an open gray hoodie. Listen. Nothing under the hoodie, just an open, gray hoodie, yeah, just a open gray hoodie and sneakers. There's <laughs> a niche for
0: everybody. I'm telling you and then you see you you've you've got targeted marketing so you're not even trying to fight for everybody else's subscribers you right. you have a dedicated fan base right. they probably tip you <laughs> y'all, y'all right. you can pull in at least 10 ten thousand a month on that
2: 10 a month yeah you know um i had to i had to pull back on my on my channel a little bit but okay you're you focusing know, more on this one i'm more corporate okay gotcha okay
1: gotcha gotcha <laughs> all right so yeah so that's a little bit of the background how we met mm-hmm. and uh you you did you start a podcast for a little bit what
0: so i do have a podcast okay. in the works right now okay um mm-hmm. i'm really excited about it i think we actually start mm-hmm. filming today we speak about like the recording schedule we've got a lot of the business stuff mm-hmm. you know trademark all the business side of things right. have been taken care of i'm really excited about it
3: because it's going to wow. be somewhat satirical okay. um we're i hope season community... two, we haven't done any of that so huh? so we're on season two and we haven't done any of that oh snap mm-hmm. okay see, oh, so the... we're not that far behind oh like the what business stuff yeah
1: yeah, everything's mine. <laughs> just cut this yeah, part. You don't I want anybody it to like, <laughs> no, nobody to. <laughs> we all I think we it. own it's it my all. Business. It's my Yeah. It's, uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we decided it was Drew and the Nets. Yeah. Drew and the Druettes. <laughs> wow. And the Drew, Drew and the Druettes.
0: But see, you just got to tell them, if I hit this button, everything shuts off. That's so really, much, a fact. <laughs> That's it's very true. true. You yeah. really
1: run the show. I do. But, but yeah, yeah, I don't so. think we could do this without Guru. But We can't. I've said it day one. Did the guy we reach out to hit us back yet? Hold on. I'm weak. What did they they say? Don't uh, jump out of the boat you're in until you have have another boat. Yeah. (laughs) Who says that? I've never. (laughs) It's it's something along those lines. Yeah. yeah. So
0: it's really like a good satire about just what's going on, but actually like informational, but from a very Gen Z millennial Mm, lens of like how we talk and how we make fun of things. And it'll be really cool. Okay. That sounds like
1: a good
2: idea, man.
0: Thank yeah, you. I'm going to be looking you. out for
1: that. I, I have a, a podcast spot that opened up on my route. You know, you can only watch so many Absolutely. podcasts in a week. And Absolutely. I was watching this uh, film film podcast that two friends do, and um, I, I need to replace that <laughs> <laughs> one. So uh, I'm going to I'm gonna check that one out for did, sure. Did they switch films, like the type of films like the other person did? Is that why? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I stopped watching. Do they talk of about... <laughs> No, they just talk about like the process of like filmmaking. Real snoozer, <laughs> My friends. I hope don't watch the Nets podcast. I know. Because... I hope they don't watch this either, or produce it. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be an issue. Because they might, feel, even though they know I'm joking, the whole episode they... may be muted. Who knows? <laughs> they might, you know, they might feel some type of way. It's all jokes, man. It's all. Yeah. It's all fun. If you can't laugh
0: at yourself, who can you laugh if you at? Cannot
1: laugh at yourself and your friends. j week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to wake him up.
0: I can't stand this dude,
3: man.
1: <laughs> but yeah, let's, let's learn. I want to learn a little bit more about you. Okay. Like your journey. Sure. Because I think when I knew you, <laughs> I don't think you were um, like, I don't think you would have been willing to come on and be yeah. a correspondent back then.
0: Correct. Okay. I would say my journey has been really interesting because I grew up in a very religious household. Um, okay. My grandfather was pastor of a church prominent mm-hmm. in the community. I assume this is what it feels like to be like a politician's child because, like mm-hmm. you, you, you go around places, and it doesn't matter what happened at home. When mm-hmm. you get out there, you're smiling, you're Best. greeting the people, right. you're doing mm-hmm. the thing. You're everyone's on, right? And you know, you can't show any faults in that way, and that's mm-hmm. just such an easy target. Like I've, I've heard the stories about, you know, people questioning my grandfather's or. You know, about his, you about because of me or like oh, okay. it'll okay. be like how how could he proclaim that he's a man of God while he has this and then they'll use a slur right. singing in the oh. choir oh. or mm. you know just berating me behind my back, not mm. knowing they're doing it to close family friends <laughs> mm. or you know and that for me it's like I actually could handle like it didn't bother me that they talked about me because right. what they said about me is not my business right. but what did bother me is the impact that it had on what they do I never mm. wanted to bring Mm. discredit or shame to their profession
1: but i think do. in a way that does bother you say that it's not bothering you directly but it's
3: it you were looking out for them yeah but in a way that's affecting mm. you that's true if it didn't bother you in that moment do you think it bothered you further down the line
0: absolutely so just kind of going through my story I technically came out to my mother and my aunt like in 2013 so I did that then
1: I know in the religious environment sometimes Mm -hmm. they'll do like the conversion therapy even like the school we went to I took a picture where they were like are you struggling with like certain feelings I saw that at the school I saw (laughs) that at the school too and I took a picture of it I was like whoa this school is like wow that's crazy that you would put that on there so they didn't make you ever do like the I'm not gay no more. Oh, I don't like men. I There's like no women's. Women's. <laughs> women. Women, women, women. Like women. They never, like,
0: tried no, to make you do the... Not a, so it's a really... My mom knew a lot of gay people growing up. Like, uh, there was never any lack of love or in that case. And, like, my mm. grandmother had certain nephews and stuff like that that were gay. Right. Okay. So I don't... It was never an outwardly outward bashing or, or anything like that. So okay. I was fortunate in that way. Mm. But it was, like, little things or little moments or they would do that right. didn't make me feel comfortable that i could do like that this in is my safe day, space. day 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 yeah, <laughs> like, you know but that's that's funny because like as as i did come out mm-hmm. it's like then my mom would be like like everything became like gayer for me like oh let me get you this rainbow this oh, or like okay. oh i told him it's like oh how do you okay. not know how to dress like what's the joke it's like how did you right, not know right. how to dress and you was all that time in the closet and right, i'm like right. So then she was like, "Yo, you're terrible, gay," and I'm like, "Oh, you know, mom, okay. we're not a monolith." So right, right, right. it's that was really interesting. But I think for me, not having the pressure of the conversion stuff because I okay. probably wouldn't be here. Like,
1: I my heart goes mm-hmm. out to people who go through that. But mm-hmm. I think that turn, I because I know other people who have dealt with that similar upbringing, and they have this like chip on their shoulder. You don't seem to have that like anger. And right. I know people who is like their personality is just mean, and like, and it's because they. But I did have that. Oh, you did? I
0: did. I I think there's a movie where like a guy's coming out and he said, the mom said it was like, you were holding your breath and then you finally could breathe. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I did hold my breath because Mm -hmm. I tried to overcompensate for everything. If I'm a better student, Mm -hmm. they'll love me more. If I do this more, mm -hmm. they'll love me. If I get on TV, they'll love me more. They'll accept Mm -hmm. me despite my quote unquote obvious flaw. Mm -hmm. And it felt like I was always chasing after the love and acceptance of like my parents my family Mm -hmm. etc and it's like i never developed what it was like to feel emotionally safe with people Mm. and that constant need to only show the parts of myself that i think the people around me like and hide the true things that i think or feel Mm. carried not just in like my family life it went to relationships it went to work it was permeating every aspect of my life. But what I realized is that I was fragmenting myself so much. It right. was like a crack mask. And like eventually those cracks catch up with you and you shatter. Mm. And that's kind of the point I got to. Right. Wow. What? I mean, mm.
1: yeah, that's interesting. Well said, yeah. yeah. Well said. I think a lot of people struggle with like that acceptance from mm. like their parents and stuff and different people in the community. I'm heterosexual, but I had that struggle of people accepting me, but maybe because of the maybe shorts.
0: <laughs> it's hoochie daddy short season though. So. <laughs> it is. It is. We talked. We,
1: we talked about that, and I've been on the. I've been on the hoochie daddy game for a while. You, now. you on the hooch train for a while? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm a trendsetter. I would be remiss if I didn't say my best friend, Jordan, if you're listening, he does
0: have an attitude. He says that the gays have been wearing hoochie shorts and being teased for a very long time. (laughs) But
1: now that y'all want to do it. That's what I said. It's supposed to be cool. I said said that. I used to get heat for it. I used to get heat for the skinny Mm -hmm. jeans. Mm -hmm. And then everybody had the skinny jeans. Now everybody's coming on the shorts. Yes. So from there, kind of where did it? Yeah. So
0: in 20, uh, I started dating in 2019 Mm -hmm. after I was just going through all of the experiences of like hating myself growing up, right. what we talked about, like when I got in relationships, I was always seeking validation from somebody else mm. that I didn't have for myself. Right. Certain types of people prey on that. And mm. I think I just mm. kept, I was, I call it a serial monogamous. Like it would be like, I'd break up a week later. I was in another one. Break up mm. was a week later. I was in another one. And I went through years of that. And I said, you know what? I'm going to be in self-imposed singledom. Like I'm just going to not date because I, I looked in the mirror one day and I said the most powerful thing I ever told myself was saying I hate myself, but mm-hmm. it was freeing because All I didn't good. understand that that phrase really captured why I was acting out the way that I was, why mm-hmm. I was constantly mm-hmm. doing things that I didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. And so it gave me a place to work from. Mm-hmm. So I got into therapy again and I was like, I'm not dating for like a year or two years. And so mm-hmm. I, I held to that. And then I met um, an incredible man, I'm in 2019 and How it connects was, um, unfortunately, last year in 2021, he was unfortunately um, murdered by a deranged client. He was a realtor and unfortunately a client murdered him. And that was when he died on October the 8th. And one of our contentious points, I think, in our relationship was how the degree of outness that I was in comparison to him. Like my friends knew him. Mm -hmm. He had met my family, like stuff like that. But I wasn't as like public about it as he was. And... Mm -hmm. So three days later just so happens to be coming national coming out Day, October 11th of mm-hmm. uh, 2021. And that's when I made, I didn't speak publicly about what happened until that day. And I mm-hmm. made a post dedicated to him and I hate that he wasn't here for it, but like it was interesting the response to that because I got messages from other people. Preacher right. kids, and they're like, "Thank you for doing this." Like, oh, I had no. just come out to my folks, or you know, I've been, I've been wanting to do something like right. this. I appreciate you. And then, like, it was also interesting because my family starts getting messages like. Oh, congrats to they coming out. My they did so like for my mom and my aunt, they were like, Didn't you already do this? Like I didn't mm-hmm. know, but I was like, Well, technically, right. no. Mm-hmm. Oh. And it was kind of cause I never felt the need personally. I feel like everyone's thing is different. I just never mm-hmm. felt the need that I had to owe anybody a coming out. I mean, like right. straight people don't get on there and be like, and I just want right, to let you right, all know right. that I like vagina. Right, right. And right. that's just not what happens. So for me, it was it was it was interesting. I I made the post and just let it go. Like I didn't okay. I didn't cause when you get to the point of losing someone publicly. Right. Mm-hmm. it doesn't matter like none of nothing that people could say to me mm-hmm. mattered at that point point. Right. and i like i didn't pr- They was like oh did you kind of tell give anybody a heads up i was like no i just did it and the grace that i was given in that period was partially because you look like an a-hole mm-hmm. if you're like trying to berate me for being gay after i just lost my partner right not saying that that doesn't happen to some people because right. it does but like mm-hmm. for me i'm grateful like my family rallied around me and supported me and his family was so supportive during that time. I don't mm-hmm. know how I would have made it. Right. But then you deal <clears throat> with the aftermath and you realize that yes, you have been living your life. That was your original question, living your mm-hmm. life and it it was affecting me. Yeah. Not being able to be public or do things, move the way I would want to. It's not that right. I, I'm a very naturally private person, mm-hmm. but I do like the freedom that I feel now. Right. Right. Just like, you know, my grandfather's no longer preaching. Like I have way less tolerance for like foolishness and I can say it and like, it can mm-hmm. be those people in the congregation if I want to. Like, hey, actually, right. no, you're, I'm not going to allow you to disrespect mm-hmm. me like that. Mm-hmm. And so my hope for anybody that, isn't out or that maybe have the opportunity one make sure it's something that you can deal with because unfortunately some people do have real life Mm -hmm. consequences like i'm living on my own i didn't Mm -hmm. i wasn't financially dependent on them so i could do it and be okay um but i will tell them that as scary as it is and as much as you worry about what might happen the freedom that you get is Mm -hmm. worth it like it might be hell for the first couple months a year whatever but it's so worth it because it feels like a superpower like Mm -hmm. nobody can hold it can feel like something people can hold over you Mm -hmm. right and you don't feel that anymore so i i just wish that most i wish it didn't take Mm -hmm. something tragic and i wish he was here so that i could love him in a way that -hmm. reflected the new space that i'm in Mm because he deserved that but i i thank him for that gift that he left me with like you know it's terrible situation and it's Mm -hmm. I hate it, but it's like I like to think of it as him still teaching me, Mm -hmm. even though he's not here in the physical. Right. Uh, P. Yep. Absolutely. So,
1: yeah, we appreciate you sharing that. I know that's, you know, probably a hard thing to even talk about. And I feel like I can relate to like a lot of the stuff you said, just in terms of I went through a similar period where I was like doing a lot of things and treating people in ways that weren't great and mm-hmm. weren't a reflection of like who I am. And I was like, why am I treating people this way? And it was because I was like seeking validation because I didn't love my, like I hated myself too. Mm-hmm. I was like, there was things about myself that I didn't like, I hadn't like accepted myself. So I like went through that phase where I was just like, I cu- I wasn't dating. I, I like, and then I grew up like very conservative, very mm-hmm. religious. So it was like this pressure of like living for other people's mm-hmm. acceptance and living to their standard when I had that breakthrough, it was just like, you don't care anymore. It was like, I didn't care about like what my parents thought. I was like, you're not living my life. I'm living my life. I didn't care about friends, church members. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, once I like accepted myself for who I am, it was just like, I'm gonna treat people better. Like, how do I wanna okay. treat people? How, yes. and you like, you were saying that you wish you could have loved that person in that way while they were here. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, I made a conscious decision that like, I'm gonna be better um, just the way I treat people I'm not gonna it's mm. like that judgment it's yeah, like that can right. that cloak of judgment of trying to tell other people how to live their life or them yeah. not living up to your standard would um, you say
2: it was like a epiphany type thing so like was you looking in the mirror was like I don't gotta be an asshole <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah it was <laughs> And, like, you you can't go back. You can't go backwards.
0: And so... But you can. Like, that's the... Like, for me, at least. Like, the mantra... I like what you said because, actually, like, the hashtag of his whole celebration and, like, of celebrating his life was be kind. Mm -hmm. I had bought him a shirt. Like, his birthday was the month before. And he had wore it. And every... Be be kind just really captured who he was. Like, he was Mm -hmm. almost childlike in how loving Mm -hmm. and forgiving he was and how much he just... You met him once... You never forgot him. Like he was that never met a stranger. But I said, what reason I say you can is because I feel like I got to a place being so guarded Mm -hmm. that shattered everything in my life. And I was raw, emotional, and I didn't have anything I could hide. Like I was crying when I didn't want to. But I feel like you can get to that fork in the road and you can decide I can let it make me better or I can let it make me bitter Hmm. But I was so committed to being better because right. of the legacy in life that he lived. Because I go back to what you said about, like, you know, you lived your life for other people. I was like, sometimes that level of control on your life, hmm. you start trying to place on things. and Like, I was always trying to control my friendships, my relationships. Everything had to be perfect because if it wasn't perfect, it would expose how insecure I was. Right. Oh, and. Okay. I don't, I never thought of it until you said that, that maybe some of that did come from some of the more religious upbringing that mm-hmm. I had. Um, and it wasn't always pressure from my family. That's the thing. Like, right. I feel like my folks were pretty, you know, like, you Harry Potter. That
1: stuff is ingrained in you from a young age. Yeah. Like, I'm more open to, I guess they would call it worldly. <laughs> worldly <laughs> things. Worldly things. And, um... In heathens and Watch heathens. Harry yeah, heathens, and it's like I have to, I'm um, encounter things, and I'm like, do I feel the type of way about that, or is this mm-hmm. thing, this chip that's been in- implanted in my brain, is mm-hmm. making me think that that's a, okay. cast judgment. Right.
0: That's every day for me, mm-hmm. every day. I feel like I, I'm learning who I am for the first time in my life, right. and it's scary as hell. Like mm-hmm. I thought. I knew what I want, what I like, what I dislike. And it was like all that went out the window. Mm -hmm. And now it's like I date myself. Like I Mm -hmm. go out and I try to see like what type of people do I like being around? What energy do I like around me? Mm -hmm. What energy do I want to bring to a room? Because like you said, I try to be nicer. Like, I mean, I try to be more intentional Mm -hmm. because time is so, so, so short. Like I've lost a lot of people, lost some friends and people I've known since then. And it's just Mm -hmm. like it really makes (laughs) mortality real and it's like treat every day as if like this could be my last interaction with them what would i want that to be
1: Mm -hmm. you you had a similar you said that you were going through a phase where you were
3: like kind of rediscovering yourself i don't know if it was to like that level no definitely so i definitely i come i am a christian and Mm -hmm. i come from just that church background and upbringing definitely i got to a place where I, th- I mean, there's there was a lot more than just kind of my Christian background kind of influencing these things. But just to kind of single that one thing out for this conversation, I guess we talk about kind of having that microchip thing and just different things I've gone through in my life that have kind of forced a way of thinking. And I'm at a place now where what i believed and known wasn't necessarily my own but it was like mm-hmm. just passed down from generation yeah to generation to generation and i i like i go to a church where they're pretty open and real to be like yo we've been like what we've been doing for the past you know 20 30 years like they're cool yeah. they're saying yo we've been wrong we're checking mm-hmm. this we're doing this mm-hmm. and i'm at a place where i'm starting to rediscover what that means for myself as well mm-hmm. and i mean we 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 all have talked about it and i'm pretty sure you but we've come from communities even where just being in black communities this yeah. that, and the other and how we treated homosexuality mm-hmm. and just like our Man, about masculinity that, yeah. and stuff and right. so it's just all these things where i'm really learning like what it means to love and what it means to just um just yeah, be here from people and i realize i'm learning the most from people who aren't christians like i still stand mm-hmm. by my faith, and i'm still like i know what i believe but like yeah like i talk to people like you and i spend time with people like um, other friends and Drew and just like people who are don't have completely different views to me, but they're yeah. the ones who are teaching me how to love the most, mm-hmm. how to grow the most. So.
0: And isn't that crazy? It because is. Like yeah.
3: for me, like that's something that I, I could actually attest
0: to. Like while I mm-hmm. would self identify as, as a Christian, like it's it's interesting because I feel like I don't agree with the version of christianity that's most propagated right now like i and i and so for me it's interesting because i constantly say like if god is love Mm -hmm. and we are god's creatures we should be vessels of love but why is that the one thing that's most missing when people think about christians very true i didn't learn
1: how to love until i quote unquote left the church yeah and that's (laughs) that's and i
0: said if you look at jesus's teachings and you look at him in general like He wasn't hanging out with the people who already believe. He actually Mm -hmm. often scolded and critiqued them the most Mm -hmm. because their actions, it's like certain people get a sense of self-entitlement because, oh, I'm morally superior and Mm -hmm. I'm this, that, and the third, when it's Mm -hmm. really like you're probably the furthest from what God is actually asking or requiring Mm -hmm, of you because you're not bringing any sheep in Mm, you're simply having Mm. a, an echo chamber of praise and Mm -hmm. you're wrong. Like bad theology actually has an impact. Like speaking Mm -hmm. from an LGBTQ through Z perspective, it's like there's so much church hurt in Mm -hmm. the gay community Mm -hmm. and it's justifiable. Like I, I remember I talked to friends who've left the church or people who was like, they probably would believe or want to, but like all that Christianity has become for them was hate it was you're wrong mm-hmm. you're damnation you're, you're mm-hmm. hell and mm-hmm. it's like watching hearing that but then watching things like molestation that's happening and they're like wait so you can forgive that you can mm-hmm. say this that and the third but I just want to be happy and love right. like you I have to struggle my whole mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. and I realize that people are questioning that and I'm grateful for it because right. it's like just like women used to not be preaching in pulpits and doing things mm-hmm. like that things change and I think just like Every generation, I think, has to discover God for themselves. And they have right. to read the text because the text is alive and mm-hmm. really wrestle with it. Sometimes you get stuff wrong. And I my personal right. belief is anytime you read something that makes you hate, you want to go back and reinvestigate it. Because my favorite quote, and I'll leave it at this, was this one lady said, you know that you've created God in your own image when he conveniently hates all the same people that you hate. Mm. It's so true. And it it really breaks my heart because it's exhausting watching like little kids kill themselves Mm -hmm. over stuff like this right to watch like people be bullied and just like i can't imagine me leaving my child defenseless like that to say to shun them and to kick them out or to hurt them like because sometimes it's the parents and i'm just like. In the year of our Lord, well, in the year of Rihanna's pregnancy, twenty twenty-two, we have to like do better. Like we just have to do better and take care. And I'm glad to see black men like yourselves having these kind of conversations because I would argue that we, in our community, we are a little bit behind Mm -hmm. in some of that because we always had to overperform masculinity, and I think some of that, of course. That lineage stems from slavery and how we were used and <laughs> yeah. blah 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 but sure. like mm-hmm.
1: what bothered me is the congregation that i come from or the background that i come from it mm-hmm. was like a place of like sympathy or empathy and love it's like i don't hate you but god hates homosexuality mm-hmm. like that like i was taught that it was an abomination there was like texts that support this and it was like there's no worse thing than being mm-hmm. gay It's like you can murder somebody, Mm -hmm. you could do other things, but if you're gay, like God hates Mm -hmm. that. And they had the text to support it. It's like, wow, of all things, that's the one. He didn't even put that in the tent. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's like God burnt down these cities because the people had just- Homosexuals. had homosexuals were just running rampant. Mm -hmm. And it's like, so the world today it's like, look how it's becoming more progressive. And there's gays on TV and they're everywhere and there's parades and stuff. Like God is so angry. So imagine me- being taught this all these mm-hmm. years and then i'm put out into the world and it's like you know how am i oh, going to accept okay. and okay. and love you know everybody as my neighbor or like mm-hmm. as myself if i have that bias or that um perspective towards and imagine if you are community. the
0: abomination quote unquote right what
1: that feels
2: like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that's crazy You're putting that putting it that way mm-hmm. that's
1: but that was the other thing i wanted to kind of touch back on is the um you were talking about the black community yeah. and like just why why are we why is that community so hyper or I guess homophobic would be the word. Um and I'm gonna go to Jay for this. Why why uh <laughs> why, why are like you that, that way? I like that uh, same explain word. your ways. Explain yourself. Explain your life, sir. <laughs> tell me why you hate me, <laughs> Tell sir. me why you hate why do you hate Day Day? <laughs> <laughs> nah, Jay loves everybody, but for real? Why? Did, no, <laughs> not before? Why are you hating? <laughs> but why do you? Why do you guys think that is? Like, why is it that? Because I, yeah, we all grew up black, and there's like all these, um, what, what's the word? How did you say it? We had to like overcompensate. Yeah, uh, I think that was a, a good way of putting it. But not just like in that way, but mm. it's uh, masculinity. We had to like overcompensate, like masculine masculinity. It's why? an
0: unrealistic expectation of masculinity, and I think what really sucks is that. For the black man, and I would love your your you all's opinion on this. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like we have this expectation to be strong, to be providers, mm-hmm. to be efficient, to be palatable to white to to the masses. Like, we can't. Mm-hmm. It's a very de- like. Look at Will Smith. Regardless of what you think about what he did, when you think about
1: it was a G. the, G. the Jane total Jane like it the GI James,
0: <laughs> but when you think about the total idea of like how to be the perfect negro Mm -hmm. he embodied that like he Mm -hmm. white people loved him like he 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 disarmed people he never made them feel uncomfortable he transcended black he transcended black exactly and that's what the point everybody wanted to get to is that Mm -hmm. respectability politics Mm -hmm. but it's like the moment you mess up Mm -hmm. they want to take everything that you did so Mm -hmm. having that pressure consistently Mm -hmm. for a lot of i think for black people like for a lot of black men it's like the worst thing that you could be is gay because that means you can't be a man. Mm -hmm. And for so many people, and like, I mean, I don't, I don't personally tie it to like the, you know, back when men were emasculated back when they were forced raped in slavery and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. like that type of trauma and that ideology perpetuating consistently, like, Oh, it's anti man to be this or to do that. And I think with black people, because we black men are expected to show up stronger because of the pressures that already exist in the world, Mm -hmm. like, Fathers and parents—they don't want you to have an extra burden. Right. So any yeah. piece of, of femininity it's or like whatever. Like you're black and mm-hmm. you're gay. Exactly. <clears throat> right. And of course the spirit, the, the conservativeness in terms of like some of the social conservatism coming from like the church is also mm-hmm. in there.
2: And the and you know because the point about Will Smith is it's apparent because he did um, represent everything you said. Mm-hmm. So when he when he slapped him, do you think there was like a paradigm shift? Because I think the smack went into, like, the multiverse. <laughs> um, like, when it happened, I saw so many versions of, like... His career from now on. Yeah, but, like, of that, it, it, was, a, it was a version where Chris Rock slapped Will Smith. Will, uh, Chris Rock was the same height as Will Smith. It, it's an infinite, like... Yeah. You know, I do think it's infinite universe. Mm-hmm. So that means it's an infinite... Uh, amount of uh, time okay, so happened. it wasn't
1: even Chris Rock on the stage it, it was won't August Chris Rock. it was August on the August stage. was on
0: August <laughs> do you think they would have been mad if it was August that's the real question mm. <laughs> but I, I think it's interesting like to think of it that way because Tupac Tupac came it's back. like he Yo. took everything that he was feeling about maybe having to hide himself or yep. dim his light to appease people Mm-hmm. It was like, screw. In that moment, that slap represented more oh, my. than just that. That's
2: what they know? said. That
1: wasn't Chris Rock's smile.
2: I saw the ancestors walk out on stage. <laughs> they did. <laughs> when, uh, they said. They was holding hands. They was like.
0: Mm. This is for our father. And they did it, yeah. Yeah.
2: And uh, I was telling them that I'm disappointed in the academy for some of the stuff they, they did after. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. whoever was like cleaning. Mm-hmm.
0: I know this is gonna be some coolery.
2: I'm serious, um, but they they said that um some of Chris Ross buttons came off of his um <laughs> came off his dress shirt and he put it in like a bag and he trying to like he trying to sell the buttons individually. Wow. So yeah, so I was kind of you know the academy. I think <laughs> they at fault. You know they played, You know Absolutely. it wasn't just them too. The, the, well. the, the NFTs. They,
1: NFT buttons.
0: Exactly. That's why I say they should be physical NFTs because <laughs> you know would it just be art? I don't know. Like, but I feel like those people were really the heroes because mm-hmm. they had to walk out there. As if nothing happened, you know, and clean, like, because they probably had to clean between commercial break. Because you don't want somebody slipping on a button, and then that's the next headline. So you it's know, the
2: NBA after a play. <laughs> they, they, uh, yeah, they wiped the floor. Yeah. yeah.
1: Wow. Couldn't
0: laugh because then you could get kicked out, that's right?
2: Right. Or you could have been slapped next because Will Smith didn't leave. Listen, yeah, he, he stayed. The smoke so, was still hot. Wow. Only, only um, God knows what went into that night.
1: I don't even. Now you threw me into a multiverse. I don't even know where where I want to go from there. We got a list bullets points is the gay agenda on the on the list of topics (laughs) this alleged pamphlet (laughs) my list just says gay gay oh yeah i know what i want to talk about (laughs) (laughs) this is this third bullet point speaking of like celebrities and when it comes to um both of those guys were comedians yeah uh dave Chappelle has been a topic mm-hmm. of conversation and we kind of talked about this too and i think the way that jay phrased it was probably the best way that i had heard it is why is the what is it lgbtqz is that right uh, i they miss... call it the
0: lgbtqz See, I didn't but know it's actually oh, a joke, exactly. i thought it was oh, funny yeah, oh, okay, okay okay um it just feels like it covers everything but okay. no it's technically the lgbtq you can say q plus or
1: qia okay. some people okay. do that all right let me say that again so they'll know the LGBTQ+. Plus. Why are they, uh, the, the community, above jokes? Mm-hmm. We don't feel that anybody is above jokes. Like, mm-hmm. you can get these jokes. It's a,
0: it's a balancing act because I feel like at one point we might have been, not might have, we were reckless. People were very reckless in a With lot of jokes. different areas. With mm-hmm. jokes and media, right. et cetera. Like, you watch some stuff back and I cringe. Mm-hmm. But I also try to... Mm-hmm. look at it with the c- cultural context as well to realize at that time, what that person was saying was probably representative of the dominant mm-hmm. culture. It was, And for me, it's a Kevin sign. Hart. Yeah, it's a sign of progress mm-hmm. that Mm. These jokes are no longer considered would be considered stale now. Right. Because oh, okay. I'm always a i am always okay. I always look at it as like, are you punching down like on right. people who don't have power who are already marginalized? Or are mm. you punching up right. and making fun of the people who actually do have influence on your lives and mm. do have an impact? And to me, it's just low brow to mm. consistently punch. Like if I was and gonna talk about God a said. differently abled person, like I look stupid, like why am I mocking somebody mm. that like already has way more disadvantages in, in society than right. I do mm-hmm. versus saying so like be going in on Jeff Bezos right. and having a, a dick rocket, like right. allegedly. So <laughs> like that doesn't make sense to me. And I think it's forcing some comedians to realize that they weren't really that funny to begin with. Mm, yeah. And they weren't, said. they weren't, they weren't talented said enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They weren't talented enough to shift. But I also think we kind of overcorrected. And so mm-hmm. it's about figuring out where we're going to find that happy balance again, oh, okay. where it's like, okay, let's
1: I agree. Let's it's laugh. good to hear him say that there was an overcorrection. Cause I think that's, might have came up in our conversation it's like it's too much to the point where it's like there's a power now that you like all your work will be taken down or or uh discredited if you cross this line like this is like to me that feels like an overcorrection
0: yeah i'm a big fan of like don't cancel converse like i don't like mm-hmm. the phrase cancel culture because right i think it's stupid because most of these people are rich and they're fine but i feel like It can feel good to, like, make that jab. Oh, you racist this. You homophobic this. Mm -hmm. But it's like, what did you gain from that? Like, I always say, like, if you keep kicking people out of society, where are they going to go? They're just going to fester a pool together Mm -hmm. where nobody's interjecting, Mm -hmm. like some thoughts and I feel like sometimes it can be almost condescending because it's like some people actually agree with you they might not know the words they might not understand like oh this is what this pronoun or this might be this but Mm -hmm. they have a heart to want to do that and I know like some people are just like some people are militant I try to have grace and I'm not Mm -hmm. telling other people what they have to do but for me I try to have the grace and have the conversation like hey Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if you were aware but you know this like I have a friend that's transitioning right now um female to male and I was like Hey, I'm not sure if you're aware, but like, you know, they go by he, him pronouns now. And they'll be like, oh, my bad. And so they were just like, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, I also believe, like, once you let someone know and give them a chance to do right by you, Mm -hmm. if they're choosing to not do that, you don't have to keep subjecting yourself to disrespect. Like, if you told me your name was Tony and -hmm. I've known you as Drew this whole time, right? I'm gonna call you Tony. Like, that's Mm -hmm. not a big deal to me. And I said, because for me, it's all about relationship first. And I think because we've kind of gotten the culture of adversarial relationships. Like we're online. You can say something reckless. Mm -hmm. You can be as rude as you would never be in real life because people know that people have hands. Like (laughs) I wish that people thought that way and how they interact and were more interested in learning than being right. Right. You mentioned the pronouns.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. I don't know how long it's been around, but it feels fairly new for me Mm because I didn't know. So like when you do... But you also struggling in school,
1: like you you don't know your pre- prepositional oh, phrases. Right, you don't know his prepositional <laughs> phrases. You was just learning independent dependent clauses. Yeah, so you know. So we're gonna have a little grace with you. How? I, I'll Take please. your time, Pastor. <laughs> Take
0: your time.
2: It's a delicate situation. Yeah. So sometimes how you go about that, because if if I'm making like if somebody's making a general statement, say you have a professor, mm-hmm. and it's like, "What's up, guys?" How y'all do? Good morning, guys. You know stuff yeah. like that. Oh, okay. Or or if you're talking to one person, but you say dude about everybody. Yeah. You know, like boy or girl. Um. There's been situations where it has gotten you know a little a little yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Like how does how does that go? Like how do you? maneuver around stuff like that because you don't it's genuine
0: people who don't want
2: to be disrespectful
0: it's funny because i actually had this conversation yesterday with a friend who experienced this at a store they said like excuse me sir and then when the person turned around they were like oh maybe that's not sir but they didn't know how to correct it and i said well you know listen
1: wait hold on i'm not following so
0: essentially i think they might have might have been transitioning or might be oh, female okay. identify okay. as female. They it was questionable. Mm-hmm. It right, could have yeah, been right, whatever right, the situation right. was. And they mm. felt bad about mm. saying sir because right, they right. were like, oh, I didn't know if mm-hmm. you know I didn't want to disrespect. Mm-hmm. And I said, listen, at the end of the day, most people who don't identify in the traditional sense, mm-hmm. many are unless they like put it on a badge or like say something. I feel like most people are gracious and understanding. They might Depending on the context, they might say, "Hey, oh, I actually go by this or whatever," which is easy. Like it's always easiest when they. That's kind of the whole point of the movement of like the pronoun thing, because I know some people like, "I don't like this." It's really just to make it comfortable and normalized so that people can feel comfortable if they are different. Okay, Um, but yeah, because it
1: it does put him in a difficult situation if he turns around and like, "I'm a ma'am."
0: Yeah, because you don't know how to really address. And I said I can understand that. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't want to minimize that. That's a Understandable, like reaction, right. but the fact that you are even willing to engage to me mm-hmm. lets me know you're half the, the halfway there. It's simply right. just like, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. you know, some people do use more inclusive language. Like I'm very like all for the things. Like I'm, I support all of that. But I, even I learned stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm. I started hearing like straight people refer to people as their partner instead of girlfriend or boyfriend, right. and I didn't realize that was an attempt to use more inclusive language. Mm-hmm. But I think when it comes to just being accepting for, you know, for people who identify differently as far as their gender or you know being transgender Mm -hmm. it is important to just be curious be willing to get feedback Mm. and just show up with love like i always just like i tell my friends who do identify differently try to assume the better of people like most Mm. people actually do want to do right like and if you mess up like you're used to saying he and now it's she and mm-hmm. if you say he just like I'm so sorry cause she wanted to and just keep it don't mm-hmm. make it a big oh my god oh, I'm yeah, yeah. so sorry wow. I know that you went through
3: this and, cause mm-hmm. then it's like now nah, it's out. now it's weird yo. now yeah, you yeah. made it weird so there's actually this really good film podcast <laughs> that I listen to like this um these two guys who just kind of make films and they're sharing their Boring. film experience I, but, <laughs> they also, I was about to say sounds gay <laughs> I heard it's called throwing tomatoes <laughs> 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 tomato right right no, but um, there's an <laughs> episode. should be a podcast to me. A bit. <laughs> there's an episode where they're just talking about being black filmmakers and a black experience and this that, and the other and just kind of um, just how you know whenever we talk about an experience that just is talking about the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is addressed. not like... we got.
2: Stop doing. It. We got stop. We got stop. We got stop. Oh, yeah. we
3: gotta... <laughs> whenever you have an experience like that, because
1: <laughs> <laughs> is there any more that coffee bean? Cheer,
3: cheer. So whenever we have an experience We just kind of equate that to everybody In that group And like even though you're here talking And even though um, You're not speaking for the whole gay experience Like everybody's experience is completely different I'm Thanks. done with them yeah. Wow
0: Wow
3: <laughs> This why I just I'm going to go back to just I'm chilling so in the corner Y'all do really y'all podcast Yeah <laughs> Did that? Did that guy hit y'all back yet? Cause y'all, I think y'all need a new producer. Um, y'all can finish this up,
1: dude. I had to get you back, bro. I had to. I was telling him that my dad left. from. I had a to write down an idea because y'all. That's how funny. That I is. said my dad left when I was a kid, and I'm still processing it. This dude, I turned to look. His was his eyes not closed. <laughs> was his? Was he yawning and was his eyes not closed? I was like, my voice was, you know, when your voice starts cracking. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, and my dad left And we were young. And he was like, Ahh. I'm weak. And they were on the ground rolling, laughing. I'm like, I'm about to pour my heart out. And they Listen, were weak. Oh. They
3: be wanting the a podcast at 2 a.m. I had to get them back. Mm-hmm. After work, all this other crazy not. stuff, that ain't on me.
0: Mm I don't blame you on that. It's 100%. not on me. That
1: was good. That was good. But yeah, did you hear his question? Do you want to? Answer, if if you want to move on, yeah, that's that fine. Like, I, I felt like we the can statement move on. It wasn't a yeah, question. Yeah, because yeah, was was really
2: because Guru, a statement. you do know that's one of my favorite podcasts, right? <laughs> cool. So I don't want you to think I'm joining in with him. No, it's I just not think it. he's he's he, he's so stupid. It's funny, but it's, <laughs> I don't I don't share. No, it's
1: cool. This guy, y'all. y'all. No, I did watch it. It's entertaining. I'm an avid. Uh, I love that subscriber. Yeah, but no, I think it's. I think it's cool to see you as, because I would say you're the host of that podcast and then you have a co host. I'm going to talk about that podcast. So, <laughs> no, nah, I'm being real. And I think What is that, it? Can we you get some pub for the up. podcast now?
0: Like, huh? I feel like the podca- podcast deserves some pub. Like, Did you not even know that? Did you, I didn't did you know, know about we this podcast. About? Yeah, it's it's it. an inside joke with us, but it's actually his podcast. I didn't know podcast. that podcast. at first, but eventually it caught on <laughs> okay. and I was like, oh, wow. That's why it's funny. Oh, wow. We don't ever. But
3: it's it's actually a real good podcast. It so is,
2: I, I, you know.
3: Right. Whose
0: numbers are better?
3: Um, so mine's just started. Okay, it's, it's not. It. I was trying it's to give you a out, out, and out and to like <laughs> yeah. they, have tr- more, they have they tr- have more potential tr- though. Yeah, obviously. they do. Cause... I have a few episodes cut, and I just haven't started really releasing them yet. So Thanks, it's, it's sure. just like I Bob think
1: project. the like you said, like the you were talking about this before we started recording, like the niche like I, you said that they have more potential just because mm-hmm. it's like we're a comedy podcast mm-hmm. okay I, there, how many comedy podcasts mm-hmm. are there but if you're a filmmaker they're talking about the process of filmmaking yeah. it, it's like people are gonna be like I can, like how many times you google I look film, for stuff like
3: that a lot you know, I'll more I'll say like their ceiling is higher but <clears throat> mines will grow faster gotcha mm-hmm. that makes sense right. and you know what I'm not putting a limit on what I can do for y'all so at the end <laughs> of the may. day hey, the hey. end
0: of the day you I always say well you know we're just two comedians I was like but the other comedians aren't you like whatever you have i think you're your best when you optimize and max like when you maximize who you are and what your potential Mm -hmm. is the Mm -hmm. moment you get in somebody else's lane is when you completely Mm -hmm. destroy what you were meant to build so
1: so guru said that uh he was gonna do a guru of the week or gurus that uh inspire him and we kind of just jumped right in and we didn't even get a chance to the first one was interesting yeah the first so one So i do want to see mm-hmm. where this goes right yeah the first one was barney barney yeah purple dinosaur so a gay though. icon actually i was, I was gonna, just <laughs> oh for real <laughs> i was kidding. gonna make the joke <laughs> no. but i didn't know i was I'm gonna say kidding. it seems like that would have been it's the fitting. purple
0: teletubby
3: that i believe is the, gay, is the gay icon. okay it's actually the purple teletubby is the gay icon okay so guru of the week you guys didn't take my first guru too seriously even though like he was really influential and just who i am as a person today Mm. and why you guys think i have so much wisdom and knowledge Mm. um this this second guru i decided to go a little bit more like i said the first was serious but a little bit more serious for you guys so this guru in particular is actually someone personal to me um you guys aren't gonna really know him or recognize him but I'll, I'll go ahead and reveal him, then I'll, okay. s- I'll explain a little more. Right. So, my guru of the week is Brother Bean. And you may have to scoot over just a tad to reveal him. Um, this is my um, a childhood friend that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. Um, and growing up, um, we, we looked alike. A lot of people just call us um, brothers. We would literally pretend to be brothers in school. And, like, it just got to a point where he was, really became a brother to me. Mm-hmm. And I will say... This man right here is probably... And it's something that didn't really catch on until I was older that I started to realize. But this is the man who taught me how to look at another man and truly be like, I love you. Like, I dealt with a lot of toxic masculinity throughout my life. And, like, even with, like... If I think back to, like, even with my father, I had a great father. So loving, so supportive. We don't hug. We don't... Like, we we, we didn't say those things. And, like, this was one of those guys who, like... I was always older than him and I was always a role model. And there was a time in my life, probably like late 20s, where it flipped. And I was like looking back at just our Mm -hmm. relationship. And it was just like Mm -hmm. really just, you know, checking yourself and being like, yo, that dude literally taught me how to love another man. So shout out to Brother Bean as the guru of the day. Yo, Um, Bean. Brother Bean. Much
2: love. Much love, Brother Bean. Hey, man, you special to the guru. You good peoples.
3: I think that's
0: important, too, because... I always say this, like I'm grateful for you guys doing like this podcast episode because I think there's a lot of healing and repairing that needs to happen between like the black gay community and like black men and and women, et cetera. Mm. And I think just men in general, though, Mm. need to learn how to be emotionally available to each other Mm -hmm. and vulnerable with each other because we're going we're all dealing with so much. But in isolation,
1: right? But yeah, this 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 has been a great episode. Yeah, for sure, definitely, I agree.
0: I thank y'all for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity mm-hmm. to talk. This is like my first time really having a like opening an
1: opening me conversation. So well, we appreciate yeah, having appreciate you, it on. you for sure. Let's give a round of applause. Thank you for coming and, and on. And first guest, yeah, first guest of season two. Yeah, of season two. Oh, yeah. Wow, no way
3: to bring us in strong. Yeah. Yeah. Starting oh, things off with a bang. Mm-hmm. In season two. No pun intended. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
1: But yeah, thank you guys for coming back. Continue to like and subscribe. And thanks again. And we'll see you guys next time.
0: Jay with the jokes. Funny guy. Drew with the blah, blah. Telling crazy stories for a lifetime. Kemp got the wisdom for him. Like nothing's ever that serious. And if you don't listen, then you're delirious. you can't say that. Why not? Because we're live. I just said nothing's ever that serious.